Hello and welcome. We're back from Las Vegas. Welcome to the Selling on eBay radio show. We're here to save you money, to increase your sales, and to have fun. This is fake announcer guy saying here's Philip and Sherry. So that's Sherry Smith and Philip Jackson, your hosts for the Selling on eBay radio show, the program that's about having fun and making money on eBay. And uh, coming up this week, well, I guess you've seen the program title. We're going to talk about how you can download a report from eBay that shows your DSR scores as awarded by your purchasers on eBay. Full details coming up, plus... We'll report on the Boss Reseller Remix in Las Vegas last week, and we've got some interviews from people there. Very good. That's all coming up. We'll skip the small news items, maybe cover that next week, because I want to dive straight into our uh, main item this week. And I, I think this is an exclusive report. We don't say that very often, but I don't think anyone else has covered this. So I'm going to claim it as an exclusive and you can uh, exclusive, and you can always let me know if you think you disagree. So this is um, a discovery that's been out uh, for a while, and it's about how you can download your DSRs from the eBay platform, see what scores you were given by your buyers. We'll give you the mechanics of how to do that in just a moment, in case that's what you want to do. But I suppose the first question is, is that important these days? Does that matter? Do you think it's a big issue? It might be. I mean, when I was talking to an eBay seller yesterday, and he was talking about how when a person has a bunch of questions ahead of time, Mm -hmm. a lot of times that could be the person who's problematic after the fact, and he'll go and look and see what feedback they've left for others and if they've left a lot of negative feedback, then he'll just uh, stop right there and block them. Yeah. And I know that's different, but uh, DSRs have always been touted as being anonymous. And at least buyers, you know, have, have had that thought that that's the point of the DSRs is that they're anonymous. Yes, yes. I, I think, and, and as you say, blocking is one of the key things that tends to happen when people get a score <laughs> they don't really agree with. And that's obviously a problem for eBay because they then lose out on, on future transactions. And if you remember, there used to be something called a DSR report. And that was something you could run on yeah. your on your seller account and it was supposed to show you an average set of DSRs from recent transactions, so you couldn't see exactly what the scores were. But it really wasn't very difficult to bypass that anonymization process and work out exactly what scores you'd receive for each transaction. And as soon as eBay rumbled, maybe someone spilled their guts in a meeting, uh, they shut that thing down so fast. Okay. And so I don't know. I think there are people out there who who think this stuff's really important and they will really want to find out that information and will make a big – it's a big deal to them. Especially perfectionists. Perfectionist. Yeah, exactly. Yes. Perfectionists, it's really – Sellers are perfectionists. Upsetting if they have less than a perfect score. So, okay, so this is prompted – not because it's a really new piece of information, but it, it was featured on the eBay for Business podcast a couple of episodes ago. Griff said, you can go onto the site and download this report that is basically all the data that they keep about you. And I'm pretty sure that's there as a requirement of European legislation that says, if you hold data on somebody, you have two obligations. One, that you share it with them if they ask. And secondly, mm. you delete it if they demand that you do so. Those are the two rules of what's called GDPR, which is General Data Protection Regulation, I think. Ah. Anyway, so it's a legal requirement. I believe that eBay has this thing. And uh, 
Griff, bless him, says, download this thing. It's full of interesting information. So I'm thinking, well, now's the time that we could probably talk about it because <laughs> eBay listeners to Griff are going to be downloading this stuff. So why it's okay to talk, right? So that's why right. we're doing this now. And I think it potentially is a big deal. I don't know about how it affects you as a seller. I mean, I've been, been reading these reports for a while now, and I can think of a couple of occasions when I have blocked someone from bidding on my stuff. I mean, for example, if someone has left a really bad set of scores and maybe bad feedback, and I disagree with the reason. Because, for example, I had someone who was technically not very together, bought a very complicated piece of equipment, couldn't mm -hmm. figure it out, files a, a dispute against me on the grounds it says it doesn't work. I take it back. I pay for the return. I send them a video of it working back on the test bench, and I pointed out what they probably had done wrong. And yet mm -hmm. I still get a really awful set of DSRs back. Well, to be honest, that person is kind of a little bit outside my target market for the kind of person that I think I should be selling to. So yeah. I, I think rather than repeat the exercise, they would go on the block buyers list. And the other thing that's going to happen, I think, is that because we are all perfectionists, people may, say, may want to know why. If this information is now public to sellers, you're going to get emails back, well, why did they get a two on shipping? It's the post office's fault. And, G and eBay customer service are going to get calls Say, I didn't deserve a two. That was UPS's problem. So uh -huh. it kind of opens up a bit of a can of worms, I think, from a, from a seller's point of view. And I think maybe it, it throws fuel on the fire for the people in eBay, and there's plenty of them, I think, who think, well, to be honest, DSRs and feedback, they're a relic. I mean, they, met, they were basically neutered 10 years ago. And, and eBay says, well, to be honest, we manage confidence in sellers and confidence in the platform via other means. The the DSRs and feedback is not what we use. We have other things that we use. It's just a vestigial feature of the mm -hmm. old days, the you know, the Meg Whitman and before days. It doesn't really have any place in the modern system, but we keep it there because people seem to whatever reason think it's important. Yeah. Well I don't know. You might be shocking people by saying that because I think it's important to people. It's a school of buyers. thought within eBay, probably the customer services executives. Because as we talked before, I think there seems to be a general movement within within the customer service organization to try and reduce the number of feedback-related calls they get. And they're trying to shut that down. And obviously, shutting down feedback and DSRs completely would get rid of those calls straight away. So I don't mind betting there's, oh. a, there's, a, there's, a, there's a fiefdom within eBay that would, on balance, be quite happy not to see this thing go away anyway. And maybe this is just a route to make that happen. Because I wasn't mm. sure when I, when, I, when I heard eBay's podcast, I wondered whether this was either kind of a gentle way of eBay socializing the idea that compliance with this European Union regulation was incompatible with D the DS confidentiality of DSRs, and this was just a way of making that information leak out slowly, and, and you and I would be complicit in that process if that's the case. Or is it some faction within eBay that's trying to put the final nail in the coffin of feedback and DSRs to, uh, to shut the thing down once and for all? I don't know. To be honest, I don't think it was either of those two. I think it was just Griff getting interested about what's on the platform the same way that we did when we saw yeah. this. Yeah, probably. I know that when I left feedback for someone today as oh, yeah. a buyer, I was purposely doing that to see what the DSR area looks like because it used to say 
somewhere right there, right. maybe under the eye, if uh-huh. you clicked the eye, that this was confidential and there's nowhere that it says that anymore. So they've removed that. So they're not perhaps in so breach of a written to... contract that they're breaking right. their own terms. But I think it's, listen, from the buyer's point of view, is this a big deal? I think it's more of a big deal from the buyer's side than the seller. But as a buyer, I think the impression is that this is something that's, pers- that's confidential between you and eBay, and eBay isn't going to just show those scores to the seller, even though they don't say it's confidential explicitly anymore. That's the impression. So I think it drives different buyer behavior once that information comes out, because I think buyers will now be more likely to you know, not go too extreme on scores because there's the fear that they're going to get blocked by a seller and maybe they won't mm-hmm. do business with that seller or the seller's going to contact them and demand justifications as to why they got a two. You know, you, you can see all sorts of things. that just It's just too complicated. It's too much hassle. So that's the number of the story. Um, DSS scores are not confidential. Uh, you can find out what they are. And here's the process, right? So you go to My eBay. So that's not the seller hub. It's the kind of the general My eBay, and there's a thing called Summary there. So this is where you keep things like your personal address and phone number, all that sort of stuff. And then look under Account. So it's My eBay Summary Account, and the left-hand side it says Request My eBay Data. Not a particularly attractive title. Doesn't seem that interesting. Obviously dialed down in terms. Doesn't say Get Your DSR Scores Here. <laughs> uh, that's that's the thing you click on. Now what happens then is that you have to say, yes, I want my data, and it'll say, great, I've got the request, we're going to come back to you in seven days. So there's a kind of, there's a time lag built in, They, I guess they assume or hope that most people will lose interest after seven days, and then they send you an email, or you go back to the site after seven days, and there's a link to download the data. Uh, so you go back a week later, they probably send you an email saying it's ready, and then you go back, you get uh, the download, which is in the form of a zip file. I think most Windows machines handle zip files by default. And embedded within the zip file is a bunch of HTML files. It's like a little uh, little mini website. And um, it gives you a menu thing on the main report. And what you look at is the transaction report. And then if you scroll to the, the feedback history and go right down the bottom of that page, because it's feedback given at the top, feedback received at the bottom, you will find that for each sale that you made, the, they give you the listing title and the date. Don't give you the buyer ID. Uh, don't give you the item number. But most of us are not selling so much stuff every day that we're selling 10 of each item and therefore would have difficulty figuring out who this was. So, I mean, for most right. of us, it's pretty obvious from a listing title and a date which transaction that relates to. And then you'll see a report of the actual DSL scores that you were given and any comments they left as well. Hmm. So there you are. I think wow. for most of us, that's pretty much everything that you would need to figure out what that person had left. No, I have to admit, I'm never going to do this. <laughs> you well, are. I, I do it, yeah, because I'm the sort of person that, that does that sort of stuff. Um, like I said, I don't do much with the information. It's a learning experience apart from anything else. In any case, I think any business, you want all the information. You may not do much with it, but it's nice to know you've got it and to check it every now and again. Right. Well, I, as long as my DSRs are averaging high enough, uh huh. I'm just saying, honestly, I'm not going to dig in there just because I'm scrambling enough to get everything shipped every day and try to get more listed. But 
Um, I I know that you and the other perfectionists <laughs> of the world will be looking at that report. All right. So anyway, let us know what you think. First of all, is this the end of the world? Is the sky falling in? Or is it just irrelevant because the whole feedback DSR thing is no longer an issue anyway? What are you going to do with that information? Do you as a buyer worry about this? Does it change behavior, either buying or selling? I'm curious. I mean, there are certain blogs and things out there that may go to town on something like this. I don't know. I mean, I think the only exposure from eBay's point of view is I think that is that the impression is created that it's confidential and it isn't and it hasn't been for some time. Should they have been more upfront about that change? It's good for buyers to know because it if they're leaving low scores, it should be something that they don't want to hide if I really feel I want to express my point of view, doing so via the DSR scores and not doing it above the line is a way of me closing the file and moving on. I see. Um, and I think that if we figured that every seller was now checking their detailed scores, or a lot of them were, that's not going to happen anymore. Yeah. So it, it does sort of take away some of the trust in the marketplace because people are not going to be – people are going to be less candid maybe – in their scoring, perhaps. Yeah. Anyway, let us know what you think. So there we are. Uh, if you have trouble um, finding it, uh, you can get in touch and we'll, we'll guide you through the process. You can do that via our website. And that's the way you get in touch about anything else you like. It's at sell, sell, sell online, Or you can uh, leave us a call, send us a voicemail. It's one uh, 833 ebay 723 That's 833-EBAY-723 uh, to get in touch. Okay. Moving on then, uh, the Boss Reseller Remix. I went this year. Yes. You were too busy doing, taking care of Menagerie probably to, uh, to right, get there this right. year. How uh, was it? I thought it was very good. It's always uh, wonderfully organized by uh, by the three ladies, Katie, Vicky, and... Teresa Teresa, Cox. that's right. Uh, we'll talk to Vicky in just a moment so you get some idea of what it's about. And if you haven't been... I tend to categorize, you know, seller events kind of where they sit on the continuum of sort of, is it really tasky or is it touchy-feely? Yeah. Ecom Chicago, which some of us go to, is very tasky. It's all about process, strategy, tools, sites. So learning how to fine-tune your your business. It's for the people that are pretty Selling. hardcore serious. I feel that the Boss Reseller Remix is towards the other end of the scale. It's, it's touchy-feely. It's more like... This 300 people as part of some extended family get together once a year and and catch up with each other and share each other's pain and successes and just connect a lot. I mean, I'm not saying right. there's, there's no content, but it is a little bit sort of at the, the, the feely end of the spectrum. And, and maybe uh, Vicky yes. will allude to that when we talk to her in a minute. Um, uh, so that's the sort of – that's the way I see it anyway. List Perfectly is a big sponsor there. And because their marketing, I think, is also kind of a person-to-person, feely kind of stuff. It's not sort of big adverts booked on websites. It's much more through their network of people. The people that right. they use tend to be very in the, the community and provide a lot of support and help and stuff. So that, I think, fits their business model. Uh, eBay was there in force. I mean, probably, I'm guessing maybe 10 people from eBay Wow. At different points, at least, maybe. Um, that's more than last year, though, yeah, right? Um, yeah. And, you know, that's their community team. They had people that were work behind the scenes that you could sit down and go through details of things like international shipping with them. 
Mm-hmm. Um, you know, really just trying to build that relationship rather than talking about product. So uh, I, I would say it's quite relationship driven. Uh, and in that regard, it was very, very successful. Anyway, yeah, let, were, let me, let were the you, present. Let oh, me play with ahead. Vicky because I think she does a better job of explaining what she's trying to achieve from the event than okay. I can probably cover. So this is me talking to Vicky, one of the three organisers of the event. So we are out and about at the uh, the reseller remix. With me is uh, Vicky Zilberberg, one of the three organisers of the event here. Who else is on the organising team? Uh, my wife, Katie Zilberberg, and our dear friend Teresa Cox. And if someone hasn't been to this event, how would you characterise the content? Well, what we're trying to do is have as many sessions, panels, and speakers. They're all seller-led sessions, which is something I think uh, you know sellers really enjoy. So they're seller-led sessions from people that are doing well in their field in whatever business or type of item they sell or platform they sell on, and they're coming armed with you know tips and tricks of how to elevate your business and help increase your revenue and expand if you want to. And this is the third one you've run now. What have you learned over the years? How's it evolve from your point of view? Well, I think like anything else, you get a little bit better every year. You try to do something and you learn from your previous mistakes. What we try to do is make sure that we have fresh content every year. That's the most important thing, Um, especially if you want people to come back year after year. They don't want to see the same speakers every year. They don't want to hear the same messages every year. Uh, So we try to keep the content interesting. And not every session may be for every seller, but I guarantee you'll get something from every single session. But you do have consistency of sponsors. That's good, right? I mean, that means I guess we're doing a good job, right? They come back year after year. And eBay's a big sponsor. We had uh, Adam Ireland speaking yesterday. Lots of eBay presence here and lots of this perfectly people. So uh, it's a big swag opportunity if you haven't uh, been to this event. It's definitely a big swag opportunity. That's one of our agreements we have with our sponsors is that they have to make sure they bring some really good swag for the attendees. We all like a good swag bag. Excellent. This must take a lot of time to set up and you've got your own (laughs) day jobs to do. Any idea how much time you, you put into this each year? Hundreds and hundreds of hours. Yeah, it takes us about nine months from start to finish to plan. Uh, and it, yeah, hundreds of hours, especially in the final, you know, six to eight weeks when you're doing all of the last minute stuff. It's a, it's a lot. Most people that do an event of this size have a staff of some sort and right. we're the staff. So <laughs> it's quite a lot, but we really enjoy it. And honestly, all the stress and everything that co- leads up to it, the minute we walk into the first night with the meet and greet party, we're overwhelmed by all the people and the happiness and everybody is so happy to see one another or meet new friends and the hugs and the laughter and the smiles that makes it all worth it the stress goes out the door that very first night before we even start the actual event i was going to ask why do you do it but i think i've got the answer i think you do that's exactly it the feel goods now presumably it's never too soon to be thinking about next year do you have definite plans for next year in case someone says i missed out gosh i want to go next year There will definitely be another Boss Reseller Remix, but we don't have a date set yet. Okay, all right. Well, I'm sure you'll keep us posted when they get set. So, Vicky, thank you so much indeed. Thank you, Philip. So that was uh, Vicky telling us about the Boss Reseller Remix. Uh, It was going well at that point. She seemed very happy. And as she mentioned, she had uh, Adam Ireland from eBay as the the first speaker on the first day. Mm -hmm. And he spent, I think, the whole day there, obviously talking to some eBay people, but also going around chatting to people. Because sometimes these guys, they whisk them in, they do their do their um, <laughs> do their talk, and then boom, they're out the door doing something else. But he was there. He also went down and did the tour of the um, the venue, which is this um, center for the blind, and they do a lot of computer refurbishment and stuff. It's a very impressive operation. Yeah, was uh, Adam accessible to the attendees? Yeah, yeah. Well, I grabbed him. Uh, 
<laughs> in the <laughs> in the sort of uh, vendors or the sponsors area. It's a little bit noisy because I couldn't really drag him off to a quiet corner. I just took, and, and you can kind of hear him getting slightly annoyed when I talk about. Um, are we going to have a live eBay open event? He doesn't yeah. like that question. They never like it. But it's, if, in my own defence, on the eBay table they have these uh, big posters, and you can put post-it notes on with things, that, questions you have for eBay, or things that eBay could do better. And there's like twenty of them saying, "Bring back a live eBay open event." So oh, I that's thought, hilarious! I thought the question was legitimate. I think it annoyed him slightly, but he took it in good faith. So anyway, this is me talking to Adam Island. So I'm with uh, Adam Island at the uh, the Boss Reseller Remix, uh, and you were the first speaker today. I was, yeah. It was uh, I felt very honoured to be able to go up first, uh, but uh, it's an amazing crowd, uh, and I think that's really what I love about this. It's amazing when you get to see the community of resellers come together, such energy and such passion in the room. And have you learned anything at the event today that is new to you? Well, I mean, uh, every time I talk to eBay sellers, I get to learn something new because there's just so many different facets of the site, so many features that people have that are working or not working and uh, and so uh, we're standing right here obviously your listeners can't see this but and in front of a bit noisy we're in the sort of uh, booth area in front of the eBay um, booth here and there's various comments in front of us with people offering ideas do you exactly. find this thing useful uh, it's so useful uh, it, it's really really good and it's um, it's one of those where you look at stuff and you're like yep yep knew that was a thing we need to get moving on that on some things and others like oh that, I hadn't even thought about that that's a, that's an amazing idea and and that's why it's so important for us to be out here and spending time with the community. Now, this is uh, a kind of event that's um, a lot about people being multi-platform and having more than one string to their bow. Is that a direction of travel for eBay to be more supportive of sellers having multiple channels of which you're just part of the picture? I mean, look, we obviously, you know, would love everyone to spend, you know, the majority of their efforts uh, listing on eBay, but I, I think we've got to recognise that's the, the reality of the world as it is today. There are multiple plat selling platforms out there, and we're one of them. But uh, we'll continue to, to work to try and be that sort of platform of choice for sellers as much as we can, and um, and hopefully, you know, we'll continue to build on our relationship with the community, and we'll continue to build out the experience such that people want to spend the bulk of their time and make sure they got all their listings up on eBay. And this is probably, I think the only big live seller event this year. Do you think next year you might be returning to a live event hosted by eBay? <laughs> real hard one. Um, well, obviously, uh, you know, we, we hear it quite frequently that people would love us to get back together for one of the old school uh, eBay Opens in Vegas. Um, it's just a little bit of a challenge of the reality of the of the breadth of people that we can reach through the virtual format that we have right now is there's a lot of benefits to that as well and so it's a tricky trade-off we've tried to get a little bit of the best of both worlds with having our studio events we've run for the last couple of years it was amazing to see everyone through those this year um, so no decisions have been made at this point but i, I suspect we'll probably lean more that direction again uh, again next year but the year after that that's a really big anniversary <laughs> can we can we put you on the spot and have a commitment for some kind of big face-to-face -to, -face to celebrate was it the 20th, 25th year? No, next uh, that will actually be up to the 30th. 30. Well, you could afford more then. <laughs> <laughs> um, yeah, I mean, obviously that's a little, a little ways away. Uh, but uh, as I say, we are very well aware that the community would love us to do it. Uh, so it's definitely, it's definitely up for discussion in headquarters. Okay, well, we'll take that as a maybe. Thank you very much, Adam. Thank <laughs> Thanks, you very much. Man. There you go, I tried. <laughs> he, was, uh, he was very good sport. <laughs> yeah, you definitely gave it a good college try there. Gave it a good effort. Anyway, he was a good sport. Good luck to him for that. And... Um, 
uh, let's also talk to Anna Packer because uh, she's a, a fairly well-known eBay seller. And they invited Anna to join the eBay team and be on stage with Adam Island, kind of doing one of those sort of fireside chat things that I know I find wow. a bit hokey. Um, but, oh, no, uh, but it's impressive for her to yes, get to be up yes. there with them. So um, and I, I think, to be honest, they had planned to do something different and then there was a logistical reconnect uh, on the day and and kind of that was how they ended up doing it um anyway so we'll talk to her about her day and how she got involved in that and what she's doing uh elsewhere at the moment with me is anna packer anna you were on stage yes i was i'm so excited to be here it's my first boss reseller remix and i had the pleasure of talking with adam ireland all about ebay open this year so we kind of did a roundup of just the takeaways and big announcements and things so that everybody here can kind of have a summary and hear all the exciting stuff that eBay's doing since so many people here saw on eBay. And it seems that the eBay Open thing has uh, transformed into more of an eBay gig for you. Does yeah. that mean you're spending less time at home working on your, your business? A little bit less. Fortunately for me right now, my husband is home still, so he's shipping for me, which is helpful. <laughs> but yeah, I've, it's been interesting. Like one thing has kind of led to the next and I have been hopping around all summer kind of uh, into the fall doing some events with eBay and it's been really wow. fun. I'm glad I've been able to say yes to it, but it's always a calculated decision because like you said, like I'm not home to be doing my normal routine with my store. So, so you, you've got your own business, you're mm -hmm. helping out eBay with various events. If I remember correctly, this is not your academic profession. You have another string to your bow as well. Yes, I do. I was not in, trained in any way to be a reseller other than I liked to go thrifting all the time. But yes, my professional background is in psychology. Um, I am a therapist, so I have a license and, you know, practiced private practice psychotherapy for many years uh, before I was a reseller full time. And I also taught undergrad psychology classes. And I do love psychology. I love people. I love helping people. But yeah, this has been a total pivot into something else. And does that psychology, does that help you in your business life? Do you think having more insight into the way that people think and the way the brain works? Yeah, I think I have some more general insight maybe than the average bear, but there's not like kind of uh, consumer, you know, behavior patterns and things like that. Are, that's kind of a whole specialty area that I don't have specialized training in. So I think in a lot of cases, I may be thinking about the right things or asking the right questions, but I don't necessarily have the answers. <laughs> um, but yeah, I'm, it's always interesting, right? Because there's such a human element to commerce and the exchange of things and why people buy what they buy. And eBay is such an incredible platform where you can buy like pretty much anything. So there's always a good story or a good motivation, you know, for some of those weird items. And if that isn't enough to have on your plate, you've also started another project just now. I have. I've been wrangled into it. I'm glad to go. I'm <laughs> glad. But yes, I've uh, started a podcast with Ken, the Hustle Bee, Ken Gaetano, and then Glenn Zubia, Hustler Hacks. And we have a brand new podcast called The Seller Club Podcast. And we like to say it's exclusive, but you're invited. Mm -hmm. So, you know, because it's this world of sellers and it's like, if you know, you know, if you're in this world, then you absolutely belong. And if, even if you're just getting into it, right, we want everybody to feel welcome and feel like they can learn something, they can find their own way, they can think critically and forge their own path. So 
Well, I'll, I'll check it out. Maybe there's some good ideas we could steal. Well, I hope so. <laughs> I, should, I would be very flattered if you would steal some of our ideas. <laughs> All right. And it was called the Seller Club Podcast. If I search on that, I should yes. come to your page? Yes. We definitely have a thriving Instagram page that we've launched recently. So that's the best place to find us and connect with all the other places you can connect with us. And we wish you every success with that. And thank you very much indeed for your time. Thank you so much, Philip. So I think she's a, a rising star within the eBay My system. My gosh, <laughs> she is. I met her a year ago yeah. when we were recording sessions for eBay Open. That might be when she met Ken with the Hustle Bee yes. for the first time. They're both in the sort of same fast track of... Um, you know, yes. from obscurity to very much the eBay model seller, because they're trying to get a younger demographic. Because no disrespect to anybody, but the likes of well, us in particular, perhaps me. perhaps <laughs> at the older end of the spectrum. Actually, it makes me feel better. Of and why we're going I'm out to pasture soon, so uh, they want they want a younger crowd. So I think she's got herself a nice geek, and um, yes, obviously uh, well in, well ensconced in the eBay team already. Yeah, and Ken, the Hustlebee, has over 24,000 followers on Instagram. I did not see with their new joint venture how many followers they, they have. They told me, but... you know, I think, don't know if this was in confidence, but they had 200 followers for their podcast. I think pretty much from zero at the beginning of the event to halfway through the event or something. They added a couple of hundred just in that room, effectively. Oh, yeah. <laughs> some and idea. how many people were at the bus? It was 300 and something? I'm guessing it was about 300. I didn't do a count. It was a little less pressurized than the year before. And actually, I felt it was easier to mingle. It was kind of, you know, you, you could kind of weren't fighting for seats and things. It was a bit more bit more relaxed in terms of the obviously it makes financial difference to the organizers but in terms of attendance it was a little wasn't quite so congested did they do the same thing where they have a party at the end yes and people dress up are they still so, dressing up like retro but you can't be too cute well there was two items. there's two there's two dress up events there's the last night party and then on one of the previous nights they go on effectively a bar crawl down Fremont Street, which is this big street with lots of fantastic lighting and animated displays and casinos and bars and stuff. And very interesting people. And some very interesting people, not always wearing all their clothes uh, in exactly. the street. <laughs> and it's advertising things right there in person. Yes. And um, and uh, with well, for that thing, they, 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 they try and get you to come in some sort of costume but based upon something you've bought from a thrift store, I think. Okay, so that was where she wanted to see things that were wild. So and that like might be ridiculous. the wild thrift store stuff. I must confess that is not my wheelhouse either. So Me neither. <laughs> yeah. So uh, actually, Fremont Street is not my wheelhouse. Sorry. Oh, okay. All right. Well, I, I wasn't so mad, I wasn't too upset by the folks with no clothes, but uh, the rest of it wasn't. <laughs> Yeah, I, I'm sure you wouldn't. All right. Anyway, let's, let's move swiftly on here. Let's talk to Kaomi. Kaomi works for the uh, eBay community team. She's part of Brian Burke's operation. You may not have seen or heard of her, but she's kind of now uh, driving a lot of the the meetups and, and seller events and stuff. So let's let's talk to her because she's a new voice, very upbeat, and I think you're going to enjoy hearing from her. So we're at the uh, Boss Reseller Remix. I'm with uh, Kaomi. Is it Kaoshi? Yes, Kaomi Kaoshi. Yes. Very good. Now, People may not have heard your name, but you're a newish member to the community team at eBay. Mm -hmm. Yes, I am here for just under a year so far on the community and seller engagement team. I run anything community related and seller meetings, which I know you are well aware of. Uh -huh. So 
you get to meet the people that run the meetings around the country. Do you get mm -hmm. to go to many meetings yourself? This year I've been to, I want to say one or two of them and definitely have plans to attend a lot more next year once we're getting um, really into them and see a lot more events being posted. I want to do what Brian did this year and like hit up all of the Florida <laughs> chapters because I know we have like four or five of them. Brian now. must have the uh, the fullest air miles account of anyone on oh, yeah. eBay. Oh yeah, I'm trying to get up there too, so <laughs> we'll see. Maybe you get a few upgrades if you could get a few trips. In. Exactly. <laughs> and are there are there, are there more? eBay meetup groups being set up now? Is there interest post-pandemic in creating groups? Oh, definitely. So far, I think we've gained at least 20 other chapters just this wow. year. Um, I know we have a Salt Lake one, we have a Portland one, and those are really special ones because, I mean, those is we have offices there. Well, that's a small advantage. To exactly, the the exactly. So they don't have to go through the hassle of trying to find a venue for themselves, and they have the option to host it in office, and so I'm sure that alleviates a lot of the tension off of them. So they're up and running. And are you enjoying working for eBay a year in? Oh, yeah, definitely. No regrets? Oh, yeah. <laughs> I came from, like, the startup background, and... I need structure, which this job provides, and I really enjoy that, but definitely enjoying this transfer into this new position. Everyone on the team has been kind. Everyone I've encountered, whether it be seller or eBay employee, has been more than helpful. And if someone's thinking, well, there isn't a meetup in my town, mm -hmm. that's disappointing. What can they do about it? Yeah. So go to community.ebay.com or sellerevents.ebay.com, and you will see a place that says like start a seller meeting and then that'll take you to a form to fill out and then we'll process that we'll start the onboarding process and we can get one up and running in your town really easily All and right. so I just want to stress to people that the need is there people want to meet up with other people especially those who are into reselling I mean it can be really isolating and isolating experience so take that step and the truckload of eBay swag will be sent around to oh, yes. uh, kickstart your meeting oh yes and <laughs> Philip as you know we're like thinking of new swag ideas Ooh, so yes. yes are you able to I know Brian said not to tell us any secrets but I won't tell if you don't tell what what, what okay. swag ideas are there coming out in the future nothing has been verified yet but I know what we've heard from our last meeting, everyone wants gift cards. Oh, okay. Everyone wants gift Cold, cards. Cold, hot so. cash always goes down well. Oh, exactly. We <laughs> expected it, so, and I can't blame them. <laughs> yeah. Kirby, thank you very much indeed. I hope you have a great uh, rest of the event here, and thank you on behalf of all the sellers for all the work you do and the swag uh, for the community. Of course. Thanks so much, Philip. So uh, she's someone you may be seeing if you go to meetup groups around the country coming in and representing eBay at those events. So she's very energetic. She's good. She's wonderful. And she helps a lot with, uh, for me personally, but with all of the seller meetup leaders, uh, it, she's been really helpful since I'm a new, a new one. So I thought I'd talk to her because that's a new voice. Maybe you haven't heard her. You've heard Brian, I'm sure, a lot, but... Uh, She's a new voice. So there you go. That's good. And let's do one more interview, then we'll call it a day. Uh, I, let's talk to Trish Glenn, who I think most people perhaps have recognised. She's been on the seller circuit a while, certainly been pretty active in the last couple of years. And not much escapes my eagle eye, Sherry. And it was um, very obvious to me she'd uh, put herself into a List Perfectly t-shirt. I am. About a year ago, I was at an event, FlipCon, 
Um, and Clara was there, who I knew socially since about 2018. And at the end of the event, she offered me a job. And wow. so here I am. Is this full time for you? I, st I have been doing it full time. I still run my business full time. I have, oh, I was going to ask. Has yep. that suffered as a result? Um, it has suffered, yes. <laughs> <laughs> so my daughter has been working for me. So she runs the business basically full time, but since she's not a reseller, I still do a lot of the things. I, I was going to ask because most of us are very hands-on with our business. And I was. And we know the way it works and where that stuff is. And you don't do that with that. And you yeah. do this with this. And handing over to someone else, even if they're family, can be a traumatic experience. I don't know if it was traumatic. I've always had people help me because um, I have 15,000 items. So wow. I'm more of a volume-based business wow. than a... So I was always high volume. So I always had... My husband put away inventory. My daughter would help sometimes. My husband or I would pull every day what sold. And I always wanted it. And this is my mantra, uh, mantra. I run a uh, mastermind group. And in the mastermind group, I'm always saying, if you got hit by a bus, somebody needs to be able to do your shipping. So I've always had the ability to have um, everything's placed in a way that anybody could go in and find it, okay? So it might take them a little while, but you could find it. So I was already had that part set up. She already knew how to do the shipping because I have a mantra, you need to know how to do this just in case. And so then it just turned into the listing part. So I still do all of the, all of the sourcing. I still do a lot of the like high volume, I mean like high arcing kind of ideas and what we're gonna do and how we're gonna move. And also, Little Bird tells me you're joining another podcast. Not that there's enough eBay podcasts out there already, <laughs> right? So Doug, um, Doug Smith runs the Seller Community Podcast, which is sponsored by List Perfectly. Yep, and I came on as co-host just recently. So that's going to be fun. I really look forward to that. I'm sure you'll be shocked to know this, that I like to talk. <laughs> <laughs> So, you know, this is just something I'm, I'm glad to be doing. It'll be fine. Well, I'm pleased because I think that'll be a very good fit between the, the two Thank of you. Thank you. I appreciate and that. And I think, you know, to be honest, yes, you're sponsored by a company, but people tune in for the repartee between the hosts and just to be entertained. Absolutely. And, and the commercial side of it kind of slides by if you do it right. I agree with you completely. And I also think it's sponsored by List Perfectly, but it's about selling. It's about reselling. It's not about List Perfectly, and it's about how resellers can do better. And I really would like to bring a little bit more business to it, okay. a little bit more. Um, like, let's talk about sell-through rate. Let's talk about what you should buy, why you shouldn't buy it, what you need to price it at, how much your overhead is. Let's talk about some of the things that I think when you get into this business, if you get in this business and you think, I like to go yard sailing and I want to buy stuff. And then I'm going to put it on eBay and I'll make a little bit of money. But when you turn from that person into a real seller, it changes what you need to look at. It changes what you're looking for, what you're buying, what your model is. All those things come into play. And I really think that I'd like to talk a little bit more about that. And, of course, still have fun and, you know, joke and laugh. But I'd love to do a little bit more on that also. Because that's going to make it pretty broad appeal, right? Because that's anyone Absolutely. that's doing any kind of selling will find that useful. Yeah. And Even I don't, presumably people that don't necessarily use lists perfectly. Oh, absolutely. Absolutely. I don't think that's another thing. What I meant is like we, when it's not an LP focused thing, it's, it's a reselling thing. And if you use our, the product, great. I'm happy for that you do it. But even if you don't use our product, I still want you to be successful. And the things that I have to say are still as valuable then, even if you don't use us or not.
Well, we wish you well with that. Is there Thank a website you. where people can listen to that podcast? Yes, yeah, sellercommunitypodcast.com. <laughs> Very difficult. There you go. Thank you so much. You're welcome. Thank you for your time. Of course. There you go. This was a lot of fun. And that's going to be about it, I think, for this week's edition of the Selling on eBay radio show. Do check us out online. You can contribute. Let us know what you think about that DSR report thing. Uh, just do that at sellsellsell.online or get in touch. You can uh, leave us a voicemail or a text at uh, 833-EBAY-723. That's 833-EBAY-723. And with that, this is Philip Jackson saying thanks ever so much indeed for your company this week. And this is Sherry Smith. Thanks for joining us. <laughs>